Now, I want to revisit a conversation we've had a couple of times on the show before uh, to remind you about the amazing work that is being done at the Iris House Children's Hospice in Belleville. If you've heard my previous interviews with them or about them, you'll know that this is a facility that offers support to disabled and terminally ill children and their families, and it does so free of charge. They are a lifeline to many at a time of extreme vulnerability. Amongst the many other services they offer is respite care, which allows caregivers the opportunity to have a bit of a break from what is, in many cases, a relentlessly stressful and highly emotional situation. But their ability to offer that service is taking strain because of funding constraints. Like so many other uh, others operating in these spaces, they rely on funding, donor funding is under strain, government funding is being cut, and it's leaving them in a very precarious situation. So we thought we would take the opportunity to touch base again with the founder and manager, Sue van der Linde, joining us from Stickland. Sue, good afternoon. Thanks for, for joining us again. Good afternoon, Peter, and thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. For the sake of the few who might not have heard our previous conversation, Sue, won't you start by briefly telling us a little bit of the story of Iris House and how you came to found it and why? Sure, not a problem. Um, Well, we're 13 years old now, so Mm -hmm. we're growing up fast and furious. So 13 years ago, I returned from the UK where I worked with Children's Hospice in um, Dorset in the UK. Uh, with the intention of volunteering for an organization here, but I couldn't find one that does what uh, we do, what Iris House does. So instead founded Iris House. Uh, we started with ch- 12 children in the northern suburbs, and now we have over 670 yep. children, all special needs, all life-limited, and all life-threatened. And yeah, as, as you quite rightly said, our, our mainstay, our services, respite care, both in the community and at our hospice building in Belleville. We serve 62 different communities. Uh, That is one of our services. Our services are extremely holistic, so we provide support for the families by way of food parcels, nappies. We do medical training. We train safety foster parents on how to um, cope with special needs children that may be at risk. We have equine program, equine therapy program, aquatherapy thing <laughs> the list goes on so it's a very holistic uh, program we we've become an extension of our families and right now we are under severe threat Sue, so let's talk a little bit more about the nature of that threat obviously we know everybody is feeling the pinch and having to tighten belts in the current economic climate but you've been particularly badly hit haven't you we have indeed uh, we found out in December by way of an email from our local Department of Social Development, the Western Cape Department, that the province's budget has been cut by 1.2 billion. And basically, the long and short of the letter was to say that they are not certain that they can fund us after April this year. So it wasn't the the nicest uh, Christmas present for our house. Um, However, um, obviously, we reacted immediately. We um, put aside any vacation plans we may have had. And we decided, no, we, we can't just take this laying down. We have to react. We, you know, closing Iris House, it, it's just not on the cards. It, yeah. it doesn't, it's not going to happen. Too many people depend on us and we need to make a plan. So we have come up with a, a three-point plan. Okay. We have a petition circulating at the moment, um, which we've just got over 1,200 signatures now, 
which we intend to get the 15,000 needed and get that presented at the parliamentary level. And we also have a uh, given game program which has just kicked off, which mm-hmm. is aptly called Not Without a Fight. Um, I thought it was the perfect title mm-hmm. and uh, had to borrow it. Okay. <laughs> so that, that program is basically to raise $1.5 million, which is what we're referring to as bridging funding because the third part of our plan and I think it's important that the public know that we're not just reaching out our hands constantly we want to become more self-sustaining so we have created a version uh, a new version of ourselves if you like Mm -hmm. which is called carers at home which is a separate entity it is a social enterprise and it will be providing special needs care within the community at a rate, at a market-related rate. So the hope is that social entity in time will then become a big funding source for Iris House and, you know, help to alleviate that reliance on government. Because the reality is, different, as you say, we've spoken before, you know, cuts are are one of those things we have to look through, this one being the worst we've ever Mm. seen. However, it's the reality. And for us to sit and do nothing is it's actually, it's a fool's paradise. We can't constantly, as you also mentioned, donor fatigue. It's mm. a real thing. So what we're saying is in the meantime, if people, doesn't matter what the size of the donation is, can assist via the Not Without a Fight campaign on Give and Gain, that would be fantastic because that buys us the time we need yeah. to get carers at home up and running. But that is a long-term sustainability goal. We feel it's essential that, and we're talking to other NPOs who are obviously as affected as us, saying, you know, we've got to look at our own sustainability. Yes, we're in this issue at the moment. We have to fight through it. But long-term, we need to become sustainable. So I hope that that message is, you know, resonating with the other NPOs. We are very single-mindedly getting this together but we do need the funding in the meantime just to keep going. So, yeah, that's where we're at at the moment. It's not the best position to be in, but we're exceptionally positive to move it forward. Sue, I, I really salute you for, for the proactive stance of saying we've got to find a way to make this a self-sustaining model. Uh, there are many who are, as you say, sitting back going, what are we going to do? Wringing our hands, asking for donations, but not thinking what can we do internally to to, to provide a source of income going forward. The, the government funding, can you give us a sense of what percentage of your income that was? I know there are other sources, including sort of private donor funding, but would that have been a, a substantial whack of, of your funding? Absolutely. You know, even with the decreases we've seen since COVID, because this has been an ongoing sort of yeah. slide, it's still over 40% of our, our total funding. So it is a big chunk. Yeah. But we can make it back. We know we can. We just need to push through the rest of this year, really, and give ourselves a fighting chance to get carers at home up and running. I must say that, you know, when I did the competitor analysis, there is a lot of care companies out there, but no one is specializing in special needs care. So I really feel there are a lot of people who will take up the service as a paid service. Mm-hmm. And that in turn then feeds Iris House back to our free service. So it's, it's a win-win for everybody, but it will take time to get it off the ground. 
And in the meantime, that challenge of the bridging funding becomes so uh, f- uh, so I- important that gives you, just buys you that time. So again, if you want to make a contribution to this campaign, you want to look at the Give and Gain platform and search for Not Without a Fight. 1.5 million rand is the target to keep them going while they get that social enterprise up and running. That becomes a, a, a more permanent solution going forward. Sue, in the meantime, it's got to be very difficult for your, your team um, to, to sort of operate with this hanging over your heads and you operating in a space where there is extreme emotional pressure at the best of times. How is your team doing? Um, it must be incredibly difficult to work in these circumstances. The fact that you have got a clear, determined plan of action must surely be helpful. But is it, how's everybody doing? We are, we are always positive here. You know, we are a family, firstly. And, you know, before we're anything else, we're a family of people. And we all support each other. Yes, it, it's been you know, dark times. And I think the minute everybody saw the plan and everybody agreed the plan, I don't do things in isolation without my board, without my my team around me. And everybody's buy-in is there. So we're positive. We know we can do this. And, you know, I remember 13 years ago, people said um, I wouldn't be able to provide the service for free. Well, we have. <laughs> and uh, we, we're quite up for proving people wrong again. So, yeah, the team, are they've gone through a lot. I've made sure that they're okay. They're positive and we're, we're working. I mean, right now they're in the community seeing families, reassuring our families, who obviously they are also stressed yeah. because things have got back to them. And, you know, we've had an outpouring from so, so many people. My phone is, is lighting up on a daily basis saying, you know, please don't close. We, we can't cope without you. And in fact, we're sharing some of those messages via our social media because they're absolutely heartwarming and that they encourage us not to give up. Mm. So, no, we are not giving up, none of us. <laughs> not without a fight. Sue van Linda, thank you. Thanks for making time to join us today. And I hope that you're going to see some donations come into that Give and Gain campaign off the back of this interview to help you uh, just navigate this interim phase while you get the long-term plan set in motion. Uh, all the best to you and the team. And I look forward to the conversation when you're ready to launch your Carers at Home program. Uh, you know where to find us. Thank you, Peter. Sue van der Linde, take care, please. Uh, The founder of Iris House Children's Hospice. If you would like to read up more about their work, their website is iris-house.org.